Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of What the Health Just Happened, where we talk about all things healthcare, the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, the good, the bad, and everything in between. We also bring on some of Northeast Florida's best and brightest, sales leaders, CEOs, CFOs, you name it. What are healthy business practices? Today, I am excited. I have a co-host, Joey Jansen. Go ahead and say hi, Joey. Hello, Jacksonville. Oh, my gosh. That's my business partner, by the way. His wife, Adrian, hosted last week. And also John Harris. Man, the the intros are the weirdest part for me. I'm going to keep it brief. John Harris, Vice President of Strategic Accounts with Laboratory at McKesson. He's been with McKesson for over nine years in a variety of roles. A graduate of Auburn University, War Eagle. Go ahead, say it. War Eagle. Did you do a mic check, by the way? I did not. I love the awkward intros. That's it. Uh, Recent MBA graduate. We're definitely going to hit that. Proud husband, father, and just a good guy. I'm honored to have on what the health just happened today. So, John, you ready to party? I'm ready. Thanks for having me on. All right. We can put this in between us and talk about it. So, the intro is the most uncomfortable part for me. You got to put on this radio voice, blah, 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 blah. Good news is, I think the only one is listening is my mom. Hi, mom. (laughs) I love you. Hi, Katie. That's my mom, by the way. All right. I'm kidding. I, I like to give her a shout every time. So, you ready to party? I'm ready. Let's go. These screens will be gone, by the way. I might have to move. Joe, you got to move over here. We'll, we'll get video eventually, but I'd like to see you talk, have a real conversation. We can move that. What's your role? What do you do? Tell us your story. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So um, I am the vice president of strategic accounts laboratory for McKesson. And so, I, you know, we focus on large, uh, large accounts and around the country and focus on for laboratory. So anything non-acute outside of the hospital um, is kind of where my team focuses. So I've uh, been doing this for about three and a half years in this role. Um, been with the company, you said nine years. It's actually about 15 years we went through a merger and acquisition. PSS. PSS, local Jacksonville company. And uh, yeah, man. PSS? I was at PSS. Yeah, I was PSS. Started my career there not too long after college uh, and tried to figure it out like a lot of college kids. And uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. It's been a great run so far. So this, this is, we're already going off the rails. Yeah. It's, it's you, it's not rails. me, it's you. So you came to PSS yep. right out of college. Not right out of college. So uh, it's kind of a weird twist and turn. I uh, graduated from college like a lot of kids that didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I started working like the fitness industry, thinking I'm going to go to grad school and go to be a physical therapist and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and I actually What did you study? Uh, exercise science. So exercise yeah. science in my undergrad. I thought I was going to go the PT route. Um, I actually went to church with a guy who worked at PSS. And so I would go to church at night. I was doing a youth program at the church. and what I was, church? It was Dadeville United Methodist Church okay. and right around Lake Martin. And so he would sit there and be working on his computer. I'm like, man, what are you doing? He's like, you got to come work for my company. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really a sales guy. So like out, right? So I started trying to figure things out. Went to Birmingham, started working. And then kind of fell into the opportunity later on. And, yeah, so I worked for about one and a half years outside of college and then went straight to this. What was the interview (laughs) process like there? Because I've heard stories of what the PSS sales interview process was like. Yeah. Um, Was it it long? It was Was long, man. That's Yeah, it was long. So um, I was doing a pioneering territory, so they hadn't hired in Birmingham in over, I think, 10 years or so. 
And it was probably about a five-month process from start to finish. So it was, you know, not a lot of formality back then, but, uh, you know, great mentors in that company. And, yeah, I was very fortunate to land there at, you know, 24 years old. So. All right, ho- hold off on the sales stuff because I know you, he, was, he was excited. <laughs> okay. He's a sales guy too, which oh, I think good. is incredibly important, right? You're managing the team. But I want to paint a picture where you came from, how you're here, how McKesson ties into healthcare because it is yeah. what the hell just happened. But then – like hammer down healthy leadership, healthy hiring practices, that hiring stuff too. Sure. So born and raised where? Born and raised in McCalla, Alabama. Probably don't know who that is. Never heard the of only it. Way, the only way you will know that is it's the home of Bo Jackson. So I went to high school. Uh, now I know it. That's right. Went to high school. Uh, so if you ever watched that 30 for you 30. You look a lot like Bo Jackson, by the way. I, I think so, that? too. Uh, no, actually. <laughs> I'm the actual Because it's not true. It's actually yeah. the first yeah. time yeah. he's yeah. ever heard that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, grew up born and raised McCalla in a real small town right outside Birmingham. And, uh, yeah, so the only place you'll know, the only way you'll know it is through McAdory High School, and that's where Bo Jackson went. Okay, so why not Alabama? Uh, it's, it's funny. I grew up, ironically, as an Alabama fan most of my life. Um, and then probably like 10th or 11th grade, everybody was starting to transition to go down there. I went to a small high school, and I was like, you know, I kind of want to do something different. So me and literally three other people from my high school said, let's go check out Auburn. Went down there. I loved it. Went down there in like 11th grade. My stepdad actually graduated from Auburn, which kind of started the, the interest. Okay. He was a pharmacy major. And so, yeah, I went down there, fell in love with it, and and went down there and graduated from Auburn. Studied. I looked at I stalked you on LinkedIn. Okay. You saw me like, you know, when you see somebody looked at your profile like yep. five times today. You studied kinesiology. Yep. And what else? That was it. <laughs> Exercise PT, science. Right. Yeah, PT. Yep. A lot of people do this. Then yep. you stumble onto a job. Yeah. We mentioned the company PSS that was bought by McKesson. Yeah. And you ended up, what was the first role with PSS? Was it sales or not sales? Yeah, the first role I had was sales. And so PSS was interesting. So, it would, you know, they would hire you and then they would bring you to Jacksonville. And so you'd come down here and do training. So I was here for like four months, just kind of hanging out at the beach and like, training and doing this fun what thing. What were you doing at the beach, by the way? Just hanging out. I mean, literally, I was just, yeah. a little bit different on. from Alabama. Yeah, they didn't give me, so they didn't give you like a, a stipend to live. You had to come down here, find a place to live. Uh, and so I came down and, and trained for four months, had a territory back home in Alabama. So I went back there and I started it. And, and back then they had what they called pioneering territories, which means they really didn't give you any business. And they give you like a guarantee for a certain amount of time. And after, you know, 12 months, 18 Draw. months. Guarantees over and your full commission, right? So you have to really go hustle and grind. So what were you selling at the time? uh, Really medical surgical products, uh, anything from a Band-Aid or a needle all the way up to, you know, a big piece of lab equipment. So really hospital systems, all all non-acute facilities. So anything outside of the hospital. Um, So nothing acute, everything non-acute. So doctor's offices, yep. assisted living facilities. Yeah, yes. not not on the extended care side, only primary care. So just think like your, you know, FB, GP, and then all your specialist groups. Like that's who we were selling to. So no no hospitals, no extended care or long-term care groups. So, yeah, man, it was, uh, it was a grind. Taught me a lot about myself. Um, I think that's where, honestly, I, you know, I grew the most in my career probably in that role because you just had – it was like feast or famine. So – was that healthy or not healthy? Uh, I thought it was very healthy, to they, be honest with you. Elaborate. Yeah. So, some people don't know. Like, why was it healthy? Yeah. So for me, um, you, you eat know. eat what you kill. You eat what you kill. And it's, 
um, you know, you had to go and get used to people saying no. And so when you're pioneering, they're buying this stuff from somebody already. So they're buying it from a competitor or whatever. And so you're walking in the door and you're hearing no after no after no. So your, your idea of what a win is shifts, right? So a win for me wasn't getting an order. A win for me was getting the next meeting or making a contact that I didn't have before. Uh, so, you know, it was during an odd time, 2008, that's when the market took a downturn. Uh, so it was just a tough time, man. So it taught me a lot about myself and just taught me a lot about, you know, how to go out and attack business and, you know, really get to know customers and really get to know what they want and their needs were. Um, and so, yeah, it was cool. It put me in an opportunity to, you know, work with a lot of older guys in my company who had been getting referrals for a lot of years. And now all of a sudden business is kind of starting to go in a different direction. And they're looking to me, the new guy to say like, Hey, how are you winning? Like, how are you getting out here and getting all these customers? And so it was kind of, it was a very cool process. And I learned a whole, a whole lot about myself. I'm pretty sure Joey wants you to come back already and just you two talk about it. Joey, yeah. Joey's a hunter. Don't tell your story now. You got to come back for that. <laughs> we got to stick to healthcare here. So PSS, which is selling a lot of medical equipment, right? Yep, medical, All. surgical products, equipment, yep. Were they doing hospitals at the time? No hospitals, only non-acute facilities. Okay. And that's how they built their model, which was um, kind of unique back then, right? So they said, hey, we don't, we don't, we're not built for um, backing an 18-wheeler up, right? We really want to be good at servicing these non-acute facilities um, and really being good at next-day delivery and really servicing the heck out of these customers. And they really, I mean, they were a force in the industry for many, many years. Here's a, a curveball. I don't know if you anticipated this question. So you went through a merger and acquisition, which happens all the time. Yeah. And what happens when somebody buys a company? This new culture, they new chop environment. Heads, man. Yeah. They fire people. They, new culture, you adjust. You've been at this company now, McKesson, for nine plus years. Yep. So what was the transition like as your company got acquired? Did you question your job? Did you question the longevity? And then how'd you make it again? Dude, nine plus years at the same company, McKesson, you ever heard of it? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was definitely a transition. You know, PSS had a great culture. Um, and, you know, I would have moved anywhere for that company. And I was in their leadership program. Um, and so I was kind of on that path. So when we got bought, I had just actually about six months before moved back to Jacksonville in a leadership role with that company. Uh, so, yeah, there was a period there where I, you know, I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But if you look at like a J curve of how you kind of get through change, I always come through the other side you know, pretty quickly. Um, and so, I love yeah, that you know what a J curve is. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. So it, 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 I got, I'm usually one that gets to the other side pretty quickly and says, you know what, this is the reality I'm in. Um, you know, I am choosing to work at this company and um, just try to see the good and the positive in all of it. So it didn't take me very long to say, okay, let's just see the world that McKesson had. And, you know, they were, they were so good in so many areas uh, that, you know, the opportunities were just kind of endless. So I saw that kind of early on. So yeah, there was a period of like mourning, if you will, for the old company. Uh, but the companies did a really great job of merging the best of both worlds. Um, and they really said, Hey, what did, what did PSS bring to the table? What do we bring to the table? Instead of just saying you have to mold into this culture, they really merged the two cultures, which was awesome. How many employees does McKesson have, you know, approximately? I, I think it's wor like worldwide, like 70, 70,000 it's, now. It's massive. Yeah. How many did PSS have? You know, I don't this know. Local like gem. probably four or five thousand, yeah, something like four that. Four or five thousand. Yeah, quick. Which again, you, you look at this this world we live in, where mergers and acquisitions are crazy, especially in healthcare. Sales sometimes gets a bad rap, but that's why I'm excited to have you on here, dude. You're 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 an incredible dude, man. I appreciate Such that. Such a good husband, 
such a good dad. Um, I don't know if we could say this. I like to drink beers with you casually, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do like a craft beer. So every this now and then. this crazy journey you've been on, and, and we'll, we'll we'll do some fun stuff later on too. But sure. What are some roles you've had, right? So you sold, you were in the trenches, got off your draw, you got to, again, hammer phones, meet people. Yeah. And I, you've done sales development. Now you manage yep. a team of how many people? Like, let's walk through that journey a little bit. Yeah, so when I first started out, um, like I said, I was pioneering rep. And early on, um, you know, trying to just get out there and try to figure it out, had no business, calling on customers in an area that was very, very saturated. Um what area? I was up in Birmingham, Alabama, yep. but then okay. I was really kind of all over the state. So I kind of went down to Montgomery and then even further down to like Andalusia. So I was I was just having to figure it out. So through that process, I was working with other rookies in the company, um, and we were all just bouncing ideas back and forth. And I kind of was like realized pretty early on, like I really enjoy helping other people win. So taking things that I'm learning, trying to push it onto them, helping them learn how to win. Uh, and so about a year and a half, two years into it, uh, my manager came and said, hey, we want to uh, look at you for the leadership program. I said, great. So you come down back then, you would come down here, you would do a leadership week and you would kind of get to know different executives and they would talk about what leadership is. I knew early on that's what I wanted to do. So there was only one job that I wanted. Uh, it was a sales trainer role. And so when that came open, I applied, got it. Moved back to Jacksonville. That was 2012, I think, is when I moved back down here. Um, and I did that. So I would work with new rookies across the country. I had a region. Ironically, mine was the Northeast, which they it worked out well because they loved hearing a Southern guy come up there and, <laughs> and talk about stuff. And so I would go up there and just ride with the rookies and, like, you know, teach them like what I knew and then watch them sell. And we would just bounce ideas off each other. But then I would also teach like corporate training classes. So uh, sales courses and things like that for, you know, existing sales reps. So I would, I did that. And then when we went through the merger, they tapped me and said, Hey, we want you to look at marketing. Uh, we'd like to have some, you know, sales, you know, background in marketing. So I went over to marketing and it you was want fun. A job? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, well, <laughs> I think Sorry. I'm okay right now. Go ahead. Um, no, I'm kidding. And then, so I did that for a little while um, and did marketing, did segment marketing. So I was over a segment and trying to what figure is, out the strategy. I'm saying like marketing in your space, because I saw that. What does that look like? Marketing in that world, are you marketing to yeah, new was, clients, making cool pictures and videos? Like what does marketing look like in that world? Yeah, so I was on the segment marketing team. So we were trying to investigate the segment and then how best to go to market internally and sometimes externally, right? Like uh, when you know, say go to, mar and again, we, we yeah. don't know who our listeners are yeah. yet. Like who's the market? Is it, is customers, it buyers? Yeah, is customers, it internal sales reps. Yeah, not patients uh, as much as, you know, our customers who are buying from us, our non-acute uh, customers. Uh, and then, you know, internally, what are things that our sales force needs to be, you know, the best they can be, tools, resources, new products, et cetera, for that segment. So I did that for a few years. Um, and I started having this itch to get back into leadership. And so, uh, I'm called a buddy of mine, Darren Sharp. He's here in town and, uh, I think I know Darren. Yeah. That's great guy. Yeah. And I called him and said, Hey man, would, Hey I, Darren. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening at 7 PM. <laughs> no, we'll send him the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Good. At, at uh, 30 minutes in, we said your name three times. Yeah, okay. There we go. So I ended up coming down and, um, and I was talking to him and said, Hey, I want to do like a, just kind of would you mentor me and said hey I've got this interview process going on hop in and let's just see how you are and evaluate you went through it knew I wasn't going to get the gig and uh but anyways hit, you, you interview well uh if you want a sales manager role I think you have like a future in that a few months later 
get a phone or email from my president of sales and saying, hey, we'd like to interview for Dallas, Texas. And I was like, well, never been to Dallas. And so um, not like that. So I ended up moving out there for a few years, led a sales team locally. We did really well, built a great that? team. Uh, that was 2015. Uh, so moved out there, was out there for like three and a half years. Um, and then they were standing up this new team and they were calling on a different segment of our business and said, hey, we'd like for you to come on, join this team and let's just see, you know, we're trying to build something new. So I was like, well, I really love my old team. We had built a great culture, but I was like, let's do it. And so um, talked to my, my wife, obviously, about it, prayed about it, talked to uh, my mentor in the company and said, you know, I don't know if I, he's actually my boss. And he was like, you got to go for it, right? Great leadership that's a from cool, him. That's a good boss. Yeah, great I boss. Think. Sean Young, if you're listening, shout out. Hey, to Sean. Um, and so. <laughs> Eight minutes in. Yeah, gave me an opportunity. Uh, so I took that role. Long story short, my uh, boss ended up retiring. And then, you know, I went after her position. So I've been doing this now for <laughs> so, you know, three and a half man, years. I got, we got a couple minutes of the first break. When did you meet your wife in this journey? Yeah, like actually. College or? No, I met her in 2008 when uh, I was a trainee. What's her name? Her name's Natalie. What? Nice Shout to out meet Natalie. you. I'm kidding. I'm- yeah, Hi, it, Stephanie. Go ahead, Joe. Say, what's up, all our, all our wives know each other, by the way. But. They do. And uh, yeah, so I met her and we were just friends, but you know, I always had a little eye for her. And so when I moved back down here and was doing training, I was like, hey, what about me and you, you know, trying to figure it out? And so. It was a long road, but we we uh, she is the best thing that's happened to me. So it's I'm gonna, been awesome. I'm going to pivot this into the second half too, because I like some personal stuff. It yeah. you, so, were you together before Dallas? Yes, we were dating. Okay, and then we'll get there the second half. Too. We're talking about the <laughs> NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll think on yeah. healthy or not healthy. That's going to be fun. Okay. okay, love it. So, a couple minutes here now. When I look at your LinkedIn profile, talking to you, we don't talk about work that much, which yep. is fine because you're my friend and I want to keep it that way unless you want to talk about work. But what does the laboratory section mean? What you're doing, that niche, yep. which, by the way, has exploded the last, I'm guessing, three or four years. But yep. Yeah, PSS was always a lab-heavy company. And, uh, you know, we saw early on the value of doing uh, testing near patient, right? So the value of going into a doctor and being able to get a result while you're there. Um, and so that's what we focus on now is really saying, how can we make that patient experience better? Um, ultimately, at the end of every test is a patient, right? So 70% of uh, clinical decisions have a laboratory component somewhere in there. So lab is a big piece. And so uh, the technology is just crazy, man. Now things have advanced so much and there's more opportunities uh, to do lab, you know, testing near patients. So yeah, that's what my team focuses on. That's what we focus on. Um, and it's really, it's just really, I don't know. It's awesome, man. It's a beneficial thing. And it's awesome going to work knowing you're making a difference in your <clears throat> patients and your customers' lives. <sighs> Time's flying by. It's flying the by, clock's man. It's going down. I told you we got a couple minutes left here. How do I get on two, two more episodes love. here? So by, Jay, is your, is your mic on? Turn it, it on. It is. So by the way, Jay Bose, the producer, New studio, we're getting acclimated. There's cameras everywhere. There's screens everywhere. everywhere. I miss your crazy polos. Can I say one thing? Yes. So first show I was on was the probably the first or second week of January. You had that hat on. The same hat? <laughs> the same hat. Yeah. Let me see it turn around. It still has a Carolina Panther oh, yeah. thing he's, So he's in Jacksonville you now. Come on, man. What? That's a sweet hat, though. It's not a sweet hat. He's got he's got crazy um, polo. There there's that laugh. That's what I want to laugh. That's what I was going. He's for. got a little Beavis laugh. So okay, we got a couple minutes left. Let's go with this. Are you part of hiring and firing people? I am. 
we won't go into the interview process. I know you want to, but like, what is what is a good teammate? When you interview and you get them on, like, because yeah. everyone interviews well, their resume says one thing. They're like, man, they put on their best suit possible. To be fair, though, that's what makes their interview process different. From, Five months from my outside perspective is everybody can put on a front that first interview. You guys prolong it. Yeah, we have twenty employees. See. They have five thousand. But I, I understand. That. <laughs> okay, hold on. They can do it. We can't. Your experience and having managed, how many people have you managed in your career? Uh, I mean, that hundred, yeah. no, probably not. No, no, 50? probably like, yeah, but you know, you remember their 20, names, 20, 20. where they're from, yes, the interview yeah, prop, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's personal, that's, that's our space. So, yep. maybe an example of someone you hired or you were questionable, questionable about, and you're like, wow, they're great now, yeah, or at some point, and then the opposite, like, this guy or girl is going to kill it, they're going to be incredible. And it was like, oh, boy, bad hire. Why? Yeah. So I think the main thing is, is, uh, a, you know, collaboration, right? It's like I look at energy and collaboration. Energy is kind of this loose term, so I don't want to just throw that out there. But what I look for is someone who is excited about the role, um, someone who's a team player who's going to come on and buy into the culture. So I culture is number one for me. I think it's the one thing you can't really put a finger on, but it will make or break an organization. So they've got to be bought into the culture uh, and they got to realize, man, that, you know, when they join our team, there's 11 other people on my team that their family's paychecks rely on them to do a good job. You know, the retirement plan, everything, it all relies on our team doing a good job. And so, you know, I try to build a culture of uh, collaboration. And I, say, I always tell people, my team, man, is um, they're all individual contributors who are driving hard towards their goals, but they are the most collaborative team that I've ever worked on. And I truly believe that. You can pick up the phone, you can get on a Teams chat, and someone's answering. Uh, and so that that's important to me. So, yes, you can have all the hard skills, and that is great, and we look for that, and we look for diverse candidates who are uh, – maybe they don't have a ton of lab background, but maybe they've got a good experience elsewhere. But the main thing for me is are they going to be a good team player? Are they going to be a good collaborator? Are they going to work internally well together? And are they going to be real and authentic? And that's – to me, you have to be humble and you have to be authentic. Um, Speaking and, of language, yeah, you have to be authentic. That's a, that's a big deal for me. So, authenticity is a must, right? Must. Humble is a must. Yeah. Right. But we, so, so, there's a line I say all the time. I call, I, I say, we over me. Yep. If someone comes on, they're a me person. Yep. And it's not we. You're not going to fit in here. That's right. Okay. And so, there's, but there's also, you know, humility. You can look at it another way too. It's like just because you're humble doesn't mean. You get rolled over, right? There's a, mm. there's these force multipliers I talk about like that we used to talk about at PSS, but it's like grateful and demanding, bold and humble. Like you can be I love both you of memorize both, that, yeah, both of these things, right? And so Say I look for, like grateful, demanding, bold and humble here and home, right? You have to have balance in everything. So yeah, I want humility, but I want people who are confident, right? And I want to help build their confidence up and get them really you know, sure about how they are in their role and come alongside them and roll my sleeves up and, hey, let me stand in the gap for you until you get up to speed. And so, yeah, it's a team thing, man, all the way through from leadership down to, and I think it starts with leadership. How much time we got left, Mr. Bose? You've got Bose. exactly a minute. One minute left. Okay. We can squeeze one in here. Let's do a fun little healthy or not healthy. Okay. Healthy or not healthy, male cheerleaders. Super healthy. Healthy. Man. This man, we're going to get a picture of this film a video later, brought in this awesome prop. He was a male chiller at Auburn, which, by the way, that's, okay. Healthy or not healthy? Traveling for work. Uh, healthy and not healthy. Exactly. Both. Okay, last one. Healthy or not healthy? 
getting your MBA with two toddlers and a pregnant <laughs> wife. Uh, I think it's healthy long term. It, it, yeah, it's healthy. There's no, there's no single answer. <laughs> healthy, yeah, yeah. Both. healthy, unhealthy. All right. So, man, John Harris, vice president of strategic accounts at McKesson. First half's almost over. It flies by, man. So see you in about, I don't know, 60 seconds, minute 20. I don't know how long the commercial break is. On the podcast, it doesn't matter what the hell just happened. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second half of What the Health Just Happened. That was an awkward chuckle coming in after the commercial break, which if you hear this on a podcast, there is no commercial break. Here I am rambling. Sorry. Joey Jansen, co-hosting from 212 Benefits. Welcome, Joey. Hello. <laughs> so awkward. That is awkward. I told you. The intros are the any, Dude, come on, man. You're blowing it. I'm kidding. This is great. Hello, Clarice. Is your mic on? Dude, turn your mic on and say that again. No, please. it's on. Okay. Thank you. That's why I love Jay. Do that laugh. <laughs> All right. John Harris, Vice President of Strategic Accounts with Laboratory at McKesson. Did I say all that right? That's right. I don't care about that. I love this man. He's a great dad. <laughs> He's a great husband. I'm a man of faith. So is he. We like, you're just a good dude, man. I'm excited to have you on. If you missed the first half, we talked about a lot of stuff, right? Yeah, your, a lot. Your journey, sales, healthcare in general, which we can talk about. I mean, again, we can talk about. A journey through a kid going through the healthcare system, a pediatrician to the ER, back to a pediatrician, how that works. We're not going to do that. Healthcare is interesting. You have a, a unique journey, which I love. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? We got 24 minutes here, <laughs> and I want to say the last 12 yeah. to 15 for personal, fun, home stuff, work life balance, but. What are you like, man? I love this. I want to talk about this. This is something I want people to hear about, to know about. Yeah. This is who I am. Hear this now. Yeah. I think, you know, anything to do around leadership, um, I think it's important. I think that, you know, we talk about healthy or not, you know, being in an environment at work um, that you enjoy and being around people that you enjoy working with, um, that doesn't just happen. You have to create that. And I think that. Um, your attitude every day, the way you get up and go to work every day, all those things matter. Um, and so, yeah, I'm pretty passionate about that when it comes to work, um, just trying to lead well, um, lead my people well, you know, let them know that, you know, I'm in their corner. And once again, I said this earlier about standing the gap for them where, where I can. So, yeah, man, I mean, if we want to talk about anything, I think leadership's a great thing Let's to talk go, about. man. I got you on camera right now. He sees right. Joey's taking pictures too, but um, – so, okay, you when you started, you yep. were not a leader. That's right. Right? So yep. somebody took you up, led you. Yeah. What would you take from them, and how do you apply that now to future leaders? That's the world I live in, man. Yep. Um, so I've, I've been fortunate enough to be underneath a lot of great leaders. Um, and to be honest with you, man, the, the guy who brought me in the company, his name's Steve Davis. Steve! Uh, shout out, Steve. We like shout outs. Uh, great guy. Just great guy of faith, but then just how he interacts in his work, right? Just honest. And so I learned a lot from him. Uh, and then, you know, just throughout my whole career, like my, my leader in Dallas was so great. He taught me a lot about presence. 
um, and a, a lot about just being, you know, comfortable in tough situations, right? I guess is a good way to say it. So I learned a lot from him. Then my last boss taught me a whole, whole lot about organization, clarity of thought. Um, so I think each person that I've been underneath, man, I feel like I've learned so much from. Uh, and I try to take those things and just share them with folks who either work for me or work alongside me. Um, not in like a pressing way, um, but I do think that, you know, I take these nuggets from people uh, throughout my industry and throughout my career and just try to apply the things that I feel like matches up with my personality and that matches up with my leadership style. Um, I'm never going to replicate anybody else and nor do I want to. I want to be my own leader, but that would be very foolish not to take, um, you know, things that I know other leaders mm. do well and apply that to my style. So. How big is your team right now that you're managing? Yeah, I've got 11 folks now. Um, How many of them would come on this show and say the same things about you that you said about them? Uh, I hope all of them. Um, I think so. I hope so. If they're listening, shout out my team. Dude, I'll, I'll come work for you right now, man. <laughs> I, will, I will not allow that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've got a great team. Uh, you know, what, I, I've kind of said this before, but you know, culture is big. And so we've worked really hard over the past couple of years. Uh, so my team was a... Um, it was kind of a hybrid. So when we came over, we merged a couple of business units together and, uh, you know, had inherited a great team. And so it's been fun to be able to bring new folks on and kind of shape a new culture and just kind of, you know, how we want to present ourselves and our brand to our organization, uh, ourselves and our brand to our customers and how we want to go out. <laughs> Joey's, yeah. over, Joey's over here dropping stuff. Don't mind that. Yeah. How we want to, you know, present ourselves to our customers and then ultimately, um, you know, how we want to just, you know, present ourselves, period. So for me, I think all that, you know, is super important for me. I'm going to ad address it right. People look at, they hear the term sales yeah. and immediately are like guarded and, and think. Uh, I was too. You know, car, car sales, yeah. dealerships, which by the way have changed also. Yep. I am convinced that's one of the most important roles in, in America, yeah. I think sales is right. It's not, it's not a sleazy term. You, you said it's, it's about a culture relationship building. It's not to me, right? Whatever your business is, we do employee benefits two twelve. That's a free yeah. plug for Joey over there wearing his hat, <laughs> but it's not like if, if we're not the person for you or the product for you, that's okay. That's right. That's to me what sales is now is relationship building. Let, let's see, like, how do you, how do you, Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that was the reason I didn't want to get into sales. I didn't want to be that, you know, guy pushing a product or, you know. That you don't believe in. That's right. Or, yep. And so what I loved about the company that I was joining was it's solution-based. So, I mean, I'm talking to a customer. I'm understanding their needs. And when you do that, you're really not even selling. You are as a byproduct. But really, I'm building relationships and building bridges. Where's that? Right? Grab that tambourine over there. Go ahead. <laughs> And so, you know, I approach all customers, uh, the way I'm talking to you is the way I talk to them. Um, you know, a leader of mine used to say like a stuffy business person doesn't make a better business person. It just makes a stuffy business person. And so, you know, I try to, people, you know, man. obviously I'm very well prepared and, you know, different situations call for different things, but I try to be real authentic, honest, and I want to understand what their needs are. And if I can understand that, then I can plug solutions in, but I don't just go up there and, you know, and my team doesn't, we don't, we don't go just throw, you know, a dart against the wall and say, Hey, what, you know, what do we want to sell you today? You know, we're really trying to understand what their needs are and then we find solutions and, for them. And when you meet them and you find out their needs and their solutions and you don't match up with it, what do you do? Yeah, I think, you know, you that, walk away. Yeah, at that point, we're just not aligned on and that's okay. Like there are Thank things. Thank you. 
Yeah, there are things that, you know, I think, right, but it doesn't fit that customer, and that's totally fine. And so, you know, my goal with every, you know, uh, customer that we interact with is I want to build a relationship. And so if they can trust me and know that I've got their best interest in mind, then it just makes for more casual conversation. And then through that, we're partnered together to find those solutions. You want to keep talking work or go? We can do whatever, man. Fun stuff. Let's go fun stuff. All right, we'll go fun. Then how much time we got left? Fun and family. What was the most fun Auburn football game you ever went to? Oh, man. Uh, well, probably, well, I've got two, but one was, it was 2000. Joey's a Gator fan rolling it's his eyes. probably one against yeah. Florida because we never beat you. No, it wasn't Florida. <laughs> it wasn't Florida. The most fun that I ever went to, uh, I think it was 2005, uh, we were playing uh, LSU in LSU, and that's when we missed those five field goals. Oh, geez. Yeah, pretty rough shout, John Vaughn. Um, but we missed five field goals. But I, I will Poor say, John Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, great guy though. I love that guy. Uh, but but what ended up happening was we lost. But every fan down there, I've heard all these negative things. They were so nice, and uh, and that was a great game. The other one was uh, 2004 SEC Championship when we played Tennessee, mm. and that stadium was. Joey loves rocking. Tennessee, don't you? I'm not a fan. Yeah, it was loud, man. Those Jay, two games stand team? out. The dogs. The dogs. My wife. Oh. My wife will love you. She's a dog. That's right. She loves right. Georgia. I forgot about that. Okay. Do you have any dad jokes? I don't have any dad I probably should, right? Um, I Googled some before here. I said healthcare <laughs> dad jokes. for you. Hold on. Eric came with some. <laughs> now, look, this guy is incredible. Sales leader. <coughs> McKesson is massive. They're doing, look, talk, say whatever you want about sales. It, it, it moves the world. It moves the needle. And, and not. it's not sleazy. It's not scummy. And yeah. you have leaders like John here who develop a team and create a successful lifetime i think right like you're you're putting food on the table and, yeah. and putting supplies at places that patients need facilities need and it's not like how much profit can we make now there are there are companies out there that are how much profit can we make and anyways yeah i think the cool thing is is that when you keep perspective in mind like for me like at the end of every transaction is a patient who's receiving a product receiving a lab test like that Say it is again. I love that line. Yeah, I wrote at, down a couple lines so far. <laughs> yeah, at the end of everything we do, there's a patient involved, and I think that is extremely uh, humbling. But it's also, I mean, that puts a um, a load of responsibility on you as well to be able, you know, to continue to want to do the right thing. And so, when you keep that perspective in mind, man, it makes it it makes your job feel more meaningful. It makes me feel like, you know, uh, you know, I'm just extremely proud to go to work and you know work for McKesson. Like I said, I've been there for a while, so uh, I haven't left. Okay. Two dad jokes. All right, let's hear then it. We're going to talk work-life balance. All right, let's do the it. the final two questions. Okay. <laughs> Poor Joey. <laughs> he did laugh to this one. What is it called when you can't sleep but you eat all night? Can't? I have no idea. Insom nom 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 nia. All right. Hey, come on. I see Jay. There it is. I love Jay's laugh. All right, the problem is I should have ended with that one because it's the best. What happens when you get a bad <laughs> bladder infection? You're in trouble. Oh, hey, there we the go. First the yeah, you should have yep. ended yep. with the other one. I know, that one was so good. <laughs> Last one. That was a dad joke for sure. That was oh, 100% dude. a dad joke. Never lie to an x-ray technician. They can see right through. Yeah, it. I was going to say, okay, I probably okay. could have figured the that nom, out. The nom but nom another, one, I've, if I, wasn't I spit my clock. drink out earlier. Jay's still over there laughing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to say that. Okay. We got to talk about work-life balance. Yeah. Because again, three dads here. 
Yeah. Right? You have three kids. I have three kids. Joey yep. has two kids. We won't talk about ages, but you you travel a ton. You yep. moved around. You got an incredible wife, by the way, incredible kids too. Yep. Got an MBA yep. with two toddlers and a pregnant wife. Yep. How do you do it? What advice would you give? Yeah. So I will say none of this happens if I didn't have a supportive wife. So shout out tambourine. Um, there it is. <laughs> and, but that's a fact, man. You know, the fact that, you know, she keeps the house running, going at a high level while I'm out uh, traveling for work or, you know, some days are long. And, you know, the, these type of roles sometimes can be stressful. So uh, I think it starts with that. I think, too, just intentionality. And I don't do the best job at it. I mean, it's it's a it's a balance. It's a it's a every day you're trying to, you know, you don't know what you're going to get at work. Um, but it's trying to find that balance and just, you know, try to be as present as possible when you're at home. You know, I don't do the great job. Everything I got to watch on, I got a phone, uh, but trying my best to, you know, just unplug and just be there for the family. You know, that's tough. But, you know, we talk about work, work life balance. I work from home a lot. So, you know, a lot of times there's not that decompression time. So I'm in the mm. office all day and I come right downstairs a family. So, um, but, you know, like once again, that is a balance and is something that I continue to work on. Wins and losses. That's what I say. Like I, I could talk about L's, losses yeah. that I've taken work-life balance, and I have plenty of them, and I'll have plenty more. Yeah. What's a win where you're like, man, I'm so proud of this? Besides the like, – let's compliment wife. Stephanie Ross, I love you. She's never <laughs> listened to an episode. That's okay. Um, yeah, wins for me, man, is just being able to – my schedule is flexible. And so I do miss some things. But there's so many things that I get to be at that other dads aren't at. Because I go to the school functions that are sometimes at 10 o'clock in the morning, right? And I see, you know, there's a lot of folks who have other jobs that can't make that. So there are definitely trade-offs, um, you know, with events you miss and whatnot. But, you know, a win for me is being able to be there for my kids. And even though I travel, it's it's not like a, I'm gone every single week, right? Um, you know, there's times where I can go for a few days and come home. And then when I'm home, I'm home. Uh, so that to me, that's put that in the, the win column. When you're home, you're present, right? Yeah, I try to be. I mean, I'm not not always as as good as I want because my team. I do have some folks on the West Coast, so you know sometimes yeah. things trickle over. But yeah, for the most part, man, that that is a huge win for me. And once again, go back. It, it doesn't happen if my wife is not supportive because if you don't have a supportive <laughs> wife and a job like this, it makes it very difficult. I love to surround myself with good men and women, right? Dad specifically, it's the stage of life. I'm yeah. 40 years old. I got three kids. I'm working my butt off. Yeah. It's about your support system. So Jay or Joey, you want to chime in on this? Like, how do you balance it? What's a win as a dad? I mean, sh- I almost said the S word. Can we say the S word? No, I don't no, think so. No, we can't so. say the S word. That's right. We're on the radio. You know, you know better. Shoot, I don't, man. I curse <laughs> a lot. It's really hard for me on this show, but I didn't say it. Yeah, I think, I think a win is, you nailed it, being able to be present when you can. Mm-hmm. For me, we've got a very flexible work schedule to be able to go to my kids' events during the day, in the morning, whenever it is, is is invaluable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those moments for them, they'll never forget them. That's right. When you're there, and I, I said this to somebody not too long ago, will I ever? In fact, I, it was a it was a field trip that I went on with my uh, my youngest daughter Ellie. She's a second grader. Took a picture of her and I at a field trip, and I sent it to somebody. I said, I will never forget the work I missed today. That's right. Dude. But I will always remember being there at that field trip with her. Mm. And that is Tambourine. true amongst 
Any, some tears coming. Tambourine. I'm getting the feel. I, I, I will. You'll, you'll never forget what you missed at work, but you'll always regret what you missed out on your kids. So, and agreed. you've got a short period of time. So, I, my oldest daughter is going into sixth grade next year. Yep. She's ten years old. She'll be eleven in June. So, and it, it just dawned on me last year. I'm always like, oh yeah, she'll go to college when she's eighteen. That's six summers, buddy. Yeah, right. But she's actually gonna she'll go to college when she's 18 she's gonna graduate when she's 17 so i've got a very short window mm. left yeah. with her it, now hold very on very short i'm gonna chime in for you actually before that so jay you want to chime in work-life balance or no are you good uh <laughs> you're asking the wrong person i love it he's over there he's over there googling shoes and hats and polos but that's why i love this man dude you you nailed it and this goes back to the roles responsibilities what are you doing where are you working Look, you travel a ton, John, right? Yeah. yeah. Joe, you travel a ton, right? Yeah, good bit. Let me tell you what the kids will not remember. If you're if you're present and you're a good dad, they will not remember those three days you're gone. They will remember that hour or two hour you showed up at their school right. to eat cookies and drink milk or that dance tryout or that softball game that you coached. That's the stuff to me that, that, that moves the needle. Yeah. Traveling's tough, yeah. right? It's not right. easy. But when you come home and you're present as a dad or a mom, that's what moves the needle. Yeah, and it's getting harder, man. The kids are getting bigger, and mm-hmm. you know they're realizing more that I'm gone. So yeah, it's not like a. I don't love traveling. Um, I love my work, and I love the you know the people that I work with. But you know the, when you travel and your you know, your kids are crying, they miss you. That's tough, man. Dude, every time I walk out of the door, even in the morning, sometimes like a like a Tuesday at nine or. 7 30 for school and right. they cry like dad don't go to work i'm like i'll be home by four or five that's right so okay and again that's the stage we're in yeah right yep. we're all i can 20s tell, I can, mid-20s I can, right i can tell you it changes as you get older they don't care so much <laughs> and, and again that's, that's they care about other things but that's, that's right that's like. where we're at today yes right yep. mid-20s that's what i'm gonna tell people i'm yeah whatever. yeah i said i'm 40 yeah young kids this window is so short before that, you have time, you have opportunities to grind, travel, move, yeah. do all this stuff. This window, and then soon our kids, I love them, they might not care as much or yeah. want to be around you. So be present now. 100%. Work life balance. What, anything else you want to chime in on work life balance? Uh, no, nah, man, I just think, once again, I just think it's the intentionality behind it. Um, you know, work is important. Um, and I think work, you know, I think sometimes it gets a bad rap, but you know, my job affords my family to be able to do all kinds of cool stuff and fun things, right? And so, um, and I think that's important, right? To not lose. For, so I, I say all this. There's an event that I'm going to miss, and I called a buddy of mine, um, a guy in the faith that I know, and I said, "Man, I just need to bounce this off, and you know, tell me how you're thinking." And uh, you know, his response was like, "You can't allow your feelings to dictate the reality. The reality is, is that you're very present. You go to a lot of stuff that other people can't go to." Don't let this one singular mm. thing define you, right? And he's like, because that's not the reality. And so it's keeping that perspective in mind and saying, hey, where I can show up, I'm going to show up. Which, is, which is probably a lot more than... It's a lot, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm around, you know. I work from home, so I see my kids a lot throughout the day, too, which is kind of cool. And, it, and again, what's enough, what's too much, is there's no, there's no right or wrong answer. That's right. This goes back to... We got, all right, last thing here, chiming in, and then a couple of questions. The last cool. Questions I love. Let's do it. The value, I think, of sales. Everyone thinks sales is slimy. Look, I don't care what your job is. If you lay bricks from 9 to 5, yep. right, you're going to miss time from 9 to 5, probably from 8 to 6, driving 
to and from, whatever it is. Yeah. You're going to miss that time. Sales, which is sleep, it's not. It yeah. is a great living, especially if you believe in what you're doing. It gives you that flexibility to go to your kid's preschool graduation That's at right. 10 o'clock on a Thursday or the, the, the Mother's Day thing today at our kid's school. Okay. Running out of time. I told you it'd fly by. I know, man. I could do I this longer. You. Last two questions, and I got to watch the clock here. Jay, I'll give us a finger uh, finger hold up. That's time-wise. That sounded anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what lab. you say. Um, okay. One, three, five, ten years out. Yeah. What is a healthy change that you would like to see in healthcare in general yep. or your industry specifically? Yeah. I, you know, with technology changing like it is, I want to see more testing. And now I'm specifically speaking of the area I work in. Um, it is life-changing in a lot of cases to have a test that you can get at point of care, um, that you can get a result quicker uh, and to be able to diagnose, you know, whatever you may have going on. So to me, I would love to see the continual. And I think it is. I mean, I think we're in this new wave. I think COVID actually brought that out. More people know what a molecular test is oh, than they ever PCR knew. PCR testing, right. all of it. No yeah. one no one knew what that was before, but now they do. So um, that that's what I hope to see in the future is more uh, patient, more technology being brought near the patient so we can get faster results and get people well quicker. So, so earlier testing, yep. right? Yep. Emergency setting or non-emergency setting? I think non-emergency. I think Anything. you go to your, you know, your general practice, you know, physician. I there's a host this. of, you know, there's a host of tests they can do now, right? Um, sometimes, you know, there's different reasons why they don't do it, and I get that. But, you know, hopefully that continues to change and, and folks end up uh, being able to do that. Jack, I can say, damn it, right? Can well, you, you already yeah, I know, yeah. I know. That's what I love. That's what I'm saying. Can you edit out? Darn it. Yeah, yeah. We could have done an hour episode on that because yeah. I love that side. Bring me back. Uh, I told you, every guest, if you don't want to come back, I didn't do a good job. That's right. Joke. That's right. Okay. Second question. Yes. Oh, man, John Harris, dude. He's a stud. Look at this guy. One, three, five, 10, 20 years ago. Yep. What is some healthy advice you would give your younger self, whatever time frame? Yeah, I think a couple of things is one, just don't take things so seriously. Not everything is so has to be so serious, uh, number one. But two, be an expert at what you're doing. Uh, and I'm not saying you got to go nerd out on stuff, but, you know, be clear, be articulate about your goals and what you want, um, you know, and, and really put a lot of effort and work to get everything that's in here out in a clear, I call it clarity of thought, in a clear and concise way. And I think, you know, that influences, you know, the teams you work with, et cetera. So those would be the two things. Anything else, man? No, that's Any it, man. advice There's... for other dads who have kids on the way? You hey, got about a minute left. Yeah, here. yeah. Advice for other dads, just hang in there. You're doing a great job. You're doing better. I, I go to this Bible study on Wednesday we were talking about this week, but just that, you know, you're doing a good job. You're showing up. You're doing, you know, good work, and you're investing in your kids, and that's a lot more than a lot of, you know, dads are doing. So don't beat yourself up. Give yourself a little grace in there. Um, yeah, that's what I'd say. Work life balance. Joe, you want to chime in? About to wrap it up here. He's shaking. He's saying, no, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. Man, look, I hope you had fun. I had a I great did. time. Thanks I for did. having me on. Um, again, the radio show's set, uh, 7 at Saturday. I don't even know. Jay's over there. Like, yeah, Saturday at 7. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, we're recording this live, wink. Okay. Wait, so, we're not? <laughs> well, today's Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of self-deprecation here, but, dude, I, again, that was awesome. Yeah, thank you I want you, you to come back. 
I'd love to we come can go back. specific on whatever topic you want, but we can go sales all day. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say this guy. You guys get, let's go get about. some coffee and we'll do that too. You know, just yeah, record the whole thing. I think Joey's so, been itching yeah. for sales, dude. Mr. Harris, thank you guys. Johnny Blaze, yeah, appreciate Johnny Thunder, that. War Eagle. What do I call you, War Eagle? Say, That's oh, right. we're gonna get a video too. <laughs> <Go> Gators. <laughs> I got this cheerleader. Anyways, thanks for joining us, uh, John Harris, Vice President of Strategic Accounts with Laboratory at McKesson. That's it. A lot of words. I read that. Um, you can say War Eagle one more time. Yeah, War Eagle. Hey, man, that is what the hell just happened.